Welcome to the My Favorite Sister podcast. We're two 30-something sisters trying to keep in touch from across the world. That's Sarah. She's a younger one and lives in England. And that's Elizabeth. She's the older one and lives in Los Angeles. And we're here to help you procrastinate. So sit back and enjoy whatever random discussion we decide to have this week. Breaking news, breaking news. We won! We won the election. Biden Harris 2020. I can't do that sound, you know, like, woo, 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 like they have in front of like songs in the club, in the club. In the club. Club. Forgot what it is. I haven't been to one in so long. Um, so we just wanted to record a quick little intro to the episode that you're going to listen to because behind the scenes uh we recorded it on november 1st i think is what you said um which was obviously a few days before the election and an entire week before the actual um results happened which was this morning or for me this morning and for you later this afternoon and of course after four and a half straight days of just watching the news i had wednesday off of work i kind of worked thursday and friday but like split screen with streaming cnn and then of course right when the official news dropped i was not in my house or my apartment so i came home to like five texts and it was like it's happening (laughs) i had to go in real quick and i turned on the news but they were already past the announcement i missed it by like three minutes so i had to go back and watch wolf blitzer my my bro on CNN. I mean, I have a Wolf Blitzer bookmark. Like, you know, I wanted, I used to want to be a political analyst. I wanted to be the map tapper. Like I wanted to be John King. Yeah. He was my inspo in college. Like I was like, I'm going to be that. And so I just needed to see Wolf, hear Wolf Blitzer's words saying that Joe Biden is now the president elect. And it's just like the biggest emotional response I think I've ever had to anything in my whole life I'm more emotional about this than like when I got married last year like you know it's like that was not a heightened stressor for four years of life it's like we've been in this fight or flight but we've been in the fight for over for over four years and many people have been in that fight for so much longer than us um And it's like just having that moment, it's like a weight off your shoulders. You can get out of that. You know, obviously we still have a fight, but it's just like just for that one moment to be able to drop that like heightened adrenaline, like fight or flight response, just be like, I know. take a I deep know. breath and sigh. And it's like, so you have that. I don't know, you know, the chemistry, biochemistry of it, but it's like, you just have that release. And it's just like, I think for most people, it was just a combination of like screaming in joy and tears and like relief and happiness. And it's just all the emotions because we've all been so hyped trying to fight for this for so long. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think we are both white women so I don't want to like say this has just been our fight as to your point absolutely not so many people people of color you know the LGBTQ community like so many people and like you know 
I feel I'm very privileged. I'd say before Trump got elected, I was a little more checked out to politics. And like, uh, I hope that like, yes, we've won this, but we don't check out like America stays connected because there's so much more work to be done, but it is so nice just to like have the moment. I feel like I'm about to cry right now. And like, I think I was just like in shock for like the first hour and I was just like, couldn't believe it. I was just like, what? Yeah. And then I'm like watching reactions on Instagram and watching people cheer in New York. And I'm like, and I just find myself like sobbing. Watching the reactions. I think it was like, cause I saw like an hour of news coverage about it. And I was like, I need to go back and watch the official like CNN declaration. I've been watching them for five days. Like I need to see that to like have it in my brain because it was like, I still wasn't, it wasn't feeling real until I saw Wolf Blitzer like and heard it and saw someone say, you know, it is now in, you know, predicted. There's no way, there's no turning back. This is legitimate and it is legitimate. I am a male in voter. I have only voted for president by mail ever. And I voted in the last, uh, how many elections? So four elections. So 08, 2012, 2016, 2020, I've only voted by mail. Mail-in ballots are legitimate ballots. They are Americans that live abroad. They're Americans in the military, uh, you know, and this year for many states, they did mail-in voting for the first time as an appropriate response to COVID. And this is proof that if you give people the opportunity to vote when it's um, possible for them to vote and like convenient for them and not just on one day, they will vote. People will make their voices heard. This is a legitimate these are all legitimately cast votes. You know, this anything else is a blatant lie and is just trying to undermine, you know, the basis of American democracy. We don't get to out around our like moral code in the international world saying that, you know, look at us, we're the greatest democracy ever. You know, when you're soon to be ex leader. <laughs> is trying to delegitimize votes cast by American citizens, yep. period. So I just needed to see that, you know, respected news, some newscaster could have been, you know, Stephanopoulos, anybody just saying those words, yep. like, it's done, we've won. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah, and I feel like not only mail-in voting, but a lot of states open up early voting this year to try yes, to obviously... early in-person votes. Yeah. and, like, I was considering doing that. I ultimately ended up voting by mail. I dropped it in the ballot box, but just, yeah, just everything. And and it's also been a hard four years, and it's been a hard week, honestly. Like, you know, yeah. you go to sleep, nothing's happened. You're literally afraid you're going to go to sleep and wake up and, like, something has changed. Pan you're, you can't sleep because you're, like, panics that you're going to miss something, like, especially me with the time difference. I didn't want to wake up and see the number going in the opposite direction, you know? Very true. Like, I thought we had Arizona and then Arizona changes. And yeah, by the it was way, very hard the first – because, like, watching the coverage for me was Wednesday morning. You know, I made it till about 4.30, and then it kind of plateaued. There weren't wasn't really anything coming in. You know, it was still, you know, Joe has more paths, but there's still a path, you know, for the current administration, um, you know, but it's nothing was changing. I'm like, you know, it's past midnight in states. It's going to take a long time. I was like, they, these are a lot of votes. People don't realize, you know, I vote in Virginia 
Virginia counts the votes for the mail-in votes on receipt of the vote. So yeah, and I think and both of those states are states that have large military populations. So they're used to dealing with and, you know, our parents were both in the military. So they're used to dealing with receiving a lot of mail-in votes. Um, You know, Virginia, technically, it's it has early voting, but it's called, you know, any reason absentee. It's like in-person absentee. And basically, you can just do it for basically any reason. You just are like, I'm not going to be available to vote on election day. I won't be here. I need to vote early. They just call it like in-person absentee voting instead of early voting. So, you know, all these different terms in different states are just different versions of basically the same thing. So, you know, we knew this was going to happen, but it's still like when you see it. So it's just like, oh man, I could only stay up so late. <laughs> and then I had to, I, had to sleep. I think I slept for four hours and then got up and just had it on. I was like, I can't not, I mean, it's like politics is my thing. So I was like, I can't not look away. And also, I think um, as of I'm looking at CNN right now, they've officially called Nevada for Biden as well. I think they were just I literally think they're waiting until everyone's just looking at Pennsylvania like, Pennsylvania, are you going to do this? And then they're like, okay, <laughs> we'll wants, do it too. Who wants, to, who wants to be it? Yeah. <laughs> and there's still questions about Arizona, but it doesn't matter. It, I mean, whatever. And yeah, just think... I mean, you got to watch. I don't think a lot of people got to watch because it was Georgia flipping, which must have been just like yeah. So amazing. And- I, when I went to bed, it was like that night. It was like, and I think I'd been texting you that night and being like, "It's like fifteen hundred. It's happening. Six hundred twenty-five. But like, I I think we didn't know that like they were gonna keep. I might have tried to stay up because I think we all assumed that like the pollster, the people counting the votes got to sleep at some point like we're yeah, like, freaking american freaking american heroes like oh completely and i was just like okay they've probably gone to bed we're not getting more numbers it was like right midnight, and i was like all right i'm gonna go to bed now midnight in california so in georgia it would have been much later i assume we weren't getting more numbers i wake up and it's like joe's up by 1400 <laughs> I'm like, what has happened now yeah go to- so it was crazy because no totally it was crazy so i think because my whole sleep schedule this week has just been like off the rails so I woke up and it's like I immediately am just pulling up CNN on my phone because they're live streaming on the CNN international website so I like have that I'll have that on and then I'll also have like ABC live streaming on through YouTube or when they go on commercial switch to like another live stream on YouTube like through the news channel so you have them all going but I like open CNN and it was like oh it's still kind of the same but it was getting close I think it was it was under a thousand vote difference so um joe was just down by like 900 or so votes so i was like wow like this is really close but of course here at 9 30 in the morning it's 4 30 a.m in georgia so i'm like not i'm like no one nothing's happening like right now it's fine so i'm like getting ready to start my day like i have my laptop up for work um it was friday morning here so my husband was working from home as well so i was kind of like in our living room area and he was in our like fake you know office room um and I'm watching, I'm like drinking my coffee. I think I was working on editing the episode of the pod because I was like, oh, I need to do that. I've totally dropped the ball this week because I've just been so focused on this election and just had no mental capacity for anything else. Um, and it was just whoever was working at the desk, you know, and it was actually, it was uh, Wolf and John King on the maps. Um, but whoever was working in the desk, they were like, we've just got in like the next 
drop of count, like the next count from Georgia. It's un, it's not like officially in the system yet, but here are the numbers. And they ran it, and it was like it put Joe up by like forty eight votes. Oh my and I was gosh. like, I literally was like, oh my god! Like I think I just like was just so shooketh that I you're like all of America's asleep right now <laughs> yeah I literally I think yeah I think I sent the same all caps text to like you and like uh, my two best friends and our dad like because he is from Georgia so just in all and I knew I was like oh he might be the first one awake he wakes up at like five yeah. o'clock so just in all caps like OMG they just called Georgia for Biden like in just straight all caps I was like I think I was literally just staring at my computer like Macaulay Culkin face like could not believe it like just so and I I said oh my god so intensely that Jack came into the room like from down the hall (laughs) and was like what just happened oh my gosh so anyways not to stretch this out too long but it's just and I mean not obviously I'm happy Joe's president Trump's gonna be out but like can we just say there's gonna be a woman in the White House and like just after 2016 and like the like freaking knife to the back and to the heart that that was and the punch to the gut yes and how much sexism played in her loss no matter what anyone says it's true like and not only woman a woman of color a black woman Indian heritage parents of immigrants it just, ugh. and I read something earlier that's like, Madam Vice President is no longer a fictional character. And if you had a little girl, you could be like, you can achieve anything. And I saw a joke that said, like, Indian parents are not going to see this and be like, oh, no, this is a new standard. Like, you can be like <laughs> president. Like, Yeah, no, I it. 100% agree. I think that was also part of it. You know, we all went into 2016 thinking like, you know, woohoo, we're gonna have the first, like, you know, first woman president, like, little innocent babies, right? Because it's until then, my candidate had never lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the tightest race I'd ever voted in was a senatorial race. And then even still, my candidate didn't lose. So, and then after that, that was just, yeah, as you said, it was just totally devastating um, yep. and gut wrenching on so many levels. And then, the aftermath of that you know there's been so many positive movements and now people are more engaged than ever and I think it's great and there's you know obviously still so much work that needs to be done like in our country and in you know across the world really but like just now being able to come back and say like there is now a woman in the White House president vice president I'm like I there needs to be women in these positions like yes. women get shit done, period. Completely. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. And I hope that Joe picks a variety of people for his cabinet. Yeah. Like, I mean, Bernie, <laughs> I want him to be in there. I want Elizabeth Warren to be in there. She was my candidate, like from day one. I know. Right. Let's say, let's get that straight. It's like the two of us are not, uh, Joe Biden was not our choice no. candidate. We both became my number one choice. Yeah, exactly. It's like we both voted for a different candidate in the primaries. I'm like, I voted for Elizabeth Warren as well. So, you know, and this is now the time where it's like, you know, the majority of voters 
have said this is the voice and the tone that we and the leader uh, ship team that we want representing us in across the world like yep <laughs> you know enough that, is enough like <laughs> just, I just hope that, all his speeches just get more and more presidential and it's yeah. just such a weight lifted you know so we can you know obviously there's going to be policy decisions and everything to come and that's where you know different arms of the part you know democratic party need to lay out like let's get some plans in motion let's make progress for people i'm tired of yeah. You know, basically, ever since we've been adults, there's been a strong arm in, you know, the Senate that is just all they do is block. They don't actually yeah. pass anything; they just block. Um, you know, so in, I'm I'm happy to now be able to fight for something instead of fighting against someone. Yes, and I will say I hope that. I mean, I know he's not super progressive, and I don't. It's crazy when people say he is, but right. I hope that he sees that there is a movement in the democratic party towards more progressive views he brings people under the wing at least for advice like bernie and elizabeth and aoc and all for these sure. people especially since i think people like elizabeth warren helped him get the woman vote like yeah. help and help they those two bernie and elizabeth help with progressive vote i mean ideally i think they'd probably vote anyways but like just looking at that especially with everything that's happened with covid and healthcare, and it's like we need more progressive views and we need more voices we need people like Stacey Abrams yes. like Georgia I mean yes. just like speaking of Senate like if anyone's listening to this that lives in Georgia or knows someone that's like 17 right yeah. now that'll be 18 before get registered and get ready put that yeah. you know date in your calendar chances are we're still going to be having you know COVID things in place at that time yeah. you know make we had to make a plan you know and have a plan for this election make a plan and have a plan for that election you know, two Senate seats still up for grabs in the runoffs. Because we could, like, actually make real change, potentially abolish the Electoral College so we don't have this insanity again. And, like, just the person that wins, the popular vote wins. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many policies that, you know, huge majorities of Americans, you know, that they agree on. So it's like, let's get those things passed. Let's let some you know, change, nothing new is going on. Like, let's make some changes and get some things done because we'll never know if it's going to work if we don't try and implement things. Exactly. And I would like to say, uh, maybe to end this, because we've been talking more than five minutes, but... Whatever. <laughs> I would talk forever, so it's like, uh, just the feeling of just like... I know, it's like pure joy. Raw, the raw, raw victory. It's just beautiful. I know. I was so sad I didn't have any champagne in the house when that came through. <laughs> I didn't want to jinx it, so I didn't buy any, like... I know. Well, that's why I've been waiting. I was like, I I had, I was like, I have photos I'd be posting, like, but I'm waiting. Yeah. I was like, I am not posting anything nope. until, like, everyone has yeah. called it. And then... Like, I need the, to hear <laughs> the words. Yeah, but I will say that one other thing that no one's talking about very much is that uh, with Joe Biden being president animals will be back in the white house which <laughs> i think that just shows how much of a psycho that trump really is it's like who doesn't have a pet no cat no dog no nothing like we have not had every president has had some sort of animal in the white house it's just insane so we'll have a little german shepherd puppy in the white house now i don't know i'm excited I mean, what a week. What a week. I, I've joked a few times, but, you know, uh, I've never been 
more happier that I, you know, originally went to university to become a political analyst. And I've never been happier that in my senior year, I shifted gears a little bit. And I mean, I still ended up getting two degrees in, in areas of politics, but I was like, nope, because honestly, at 30 years old, I can't hang. There's no way I could have been standing at the those boards tapping, talking about Erie, Pennsylvania, trying to like say the same things, drilling them home, doing that mental math. Yeah. Heck no. I'd be like, I would need an IV of coffee and a stool. Like I can't, I could not stand up for that many hours anymore past the age of 25. Speaking of that, I saw on the Betches Sup, which if you like politics or if you want to be more involved in politics, but you want to listen to people who make it fun and like not too hard to like take on, I highly recommend they have their own podcast. But I did see a, um, a post from that that they reposted. It said day four of this hostage crisis and Wolf Blitzer just felt the need to tell us how many electoral votes are needed to win. Motherfucker. I know the name of every registrar in Clark County, Nevada, how to pronounce every town in Georgia and wherever Republican in Arizona lives. <laughs> It's like, we know, Wolf. Thank you. No one will ever say that Las Vegas is in Las Vegas County ever again. Seriously. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Did you watch any of the Steve guy on MSNBC that everyone's like a flutter so about? I know. So, yeah, so I know him, but I couldn't access MSNBC coverage wow. from here. See, I, so I, I had I, NB- I had regular NBC, so he's also very popular. Mm. But, you know, me and, me and John King, we just go way back, like... I just feel like John King has this like dignified air. Yeah. And by the way, I have a friend who is a writer and he has been posting his romantic fan fiction between Wolf Blitzer and John King on his Instagram feed. Oh my gosh. Would he give us per- permission to read it on the pod? <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no, me. I feel like me and John King, we go way back. You know, the net- the network channels, like the main channels, you know, would show like trend coverage, but it's not to the same level. It's not, you know, it's not the CNN election yeah. desk, you know, you know, I, I love some George Stephanopoulos, but I want him to be like interviewing people more yeah. so than like leading the coverage. So for leading the coverage, although I have thoroughly enjoyed watching Van Jones, um, just like obliterate, um, what's his face, yeah, Santorum, totally. like oh, he needs, he needs to go away. But I haven't watched that clip of Van Jones yet because I'm like, this will be what sends me over the edge. And I'm going to be like, I know, I can't. I've seen everyone posting it. I can't. Crying myself to sleep. So like, I was like this, I was like this clip of Van Jones on the panel. You know, everyone on the panel has been great. Santorum sucks, but that's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, just I was like, I will save this for later when I need a good cry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, well, this is, uh, you'll listen to the rest of the pod, we'll, won't be anything about politics, but I just felt like we couldn't post something so soon after the election and not respond, and yeah. I think just responses, yes, thank God, we're very happy. Thank you to everyone who voted. Yes. Everyone, especially, you know, marginalized voices who yes, haven't voted ever in the past or were formerly disenfranchised like thank you to everyone who was on the ground getting people registered getting people to the polls yep. amazing stuff yes yes it's exciting it's so exciting to see what is now will be able to happen next yeah i'm excited so all right well that's the election day coverage from my hair sister pod but i uh, enjoy the rest of the episode <laughs>
apologies for uh, all the background noise. For the last two weeks, we've had the like hallway fire alarm hmm. in, in on the ground floor. It started only it was like only in the evening, and then it's like started around midday. And now it's just twenty four seven for the last two weeks, where every thirty seconds it goes beep beep beep. We live on the second floor, and it's on the ground floor, and we can hear it all the time. That's fun. If the doors are closed, it's okay. But, I mean, even from our living room, which is as far away as you can get from the hallway, you can hear it through the outside window. So I don't understand how for two weeks it's been going off at various levels and the two people that actually live on the ground floor have not reported it. So finally on Friday I reported it and they were like, oh, a technician will come out, but probably not until tomorrow, hopefully. So that's fun. Well... That should be fun for you, because as we're recording this, I mean, you can fill them in, Sarah, but I believe yesterday your prime minister just sent everyone into a month-long lockdown, yep. so that should be fun to hear that noise for, for a month and with no escape. Yeah, I mean, I already had no escape anyway, the only thing I... That's true. The only change it really makes for me, I mean, it sucks overall, basically, that I can't leave to go to the gym every morning, which is the only time I ever left because I work from home in our one and a half bedroom apartment. My husband was working from home three days a week. He'll probably be back to five days a week, which means I'll be in the kitchen <laughs> working five days a week now. Oh, wait, I figured his company I figured his company would just ignore the lockdown. Well, who knows? Yeah, they haven't gotten any they haven't gotten any updates yet. So the only things we currently had planned for November was doing like an outdoor trail of lights walk thing in two weekends I think so I'm sure that will be canceled and at the end of the month on Thanksgiving day I was supposed to take my practical driving test because my U.S. driving license time is about to expire uh so yeah that probably I'm sure will get canceled and I won't be able to drive not that I have anywhere to drive to but it's just I already sat in a queue of half a million people to try and get this test booked 12 weeks ago. So, <laughs> you know, it was like 18 weeks in advance and now it's canceled. So it's just a hassle. And eventually when we come out of this, there's going to be still so many people that it's like, okay, get back to work. And it's like, oh, I can't get back to work because you wouldn't let me take my driving test. So, you know, me, I'm lucky that honestly, I think my boss, he like loves working from home and I think <laughs> he would never go back into the office <laughs> if given the chance. He's like, I love it. I get to be home and drink tea and eat biscuits all day see my boss is the <laughs> with his cats exact opposite in that the <laughs> day after like quarantine happened here back in march he said i can't work from home i'm going to the office <laughs> so i'm pretty sure he's been in the office either by himself or me with like one or two other people every day since this pandemic started so you know different strokes i guess yeah you know, feel bad for everyone that has small businesses. And we live in a town where a lot of people do work from home, but there's still a lot of folks that don't, you know, even like everyone who worked at the gym, they were closed for so many months. And they're just like getting back on their feet and reopen. And, you know, they have restricted it so well. And like only a few people are allowed in the gym at a time and like classes, you have like boxed out spaces that you can stand in and they're really doing a really good job. And it's now that we changed our time last week. So around here, it gets dark at like 3.45, 4 o'clock. 
in the evening. So, you know, by the nighttime, it's like cold. It's the rainy season now. So I was actually kind of surprised that they closed gyms just because there's so many people who that's the only way they're going to get any sort of exercise. Um, And in the spring and summer, we had a really warm spring and summer. So, you know, it was easy to go out for a walk or do exercise outside when that's the only thing you're allowed to do. But now I think it'll hit it'll hit all the rich people in town extra hard because it's too cold for them to all sit in their back gardens now. Whereas over the summer, almost everyone that I work with was like, oh yeah, I'm working from outside today. And I'm like, wow, cool. That's nice. Must be nice. I'm not allowed to go outside because it's a public space and we're not allowed to sit in the park yet. (laughs) So officially, I mean, I haven't read too much about the lockdown. So everything's closed again, like even even your gyms and everything. Yeah, everything, everything's closed. Everything everything non-essential is closed except for schools where all children are still back in school with no precautions whatsoever so oh great yeah great 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 and it's it's kind of I feel like I was like saying this over the summer it's kind of like in our town like on our high street you know there's some shops but there's not really many like small owned sales-based businesses where they're just like selling goods it's lots of like services and like doctors and optometrists we have a large retiree population so there's all kinds of you know there's like three optometrists and like three pharmacies you know on the high street And then everything else is like barbers or hairstylists, you know, kind of like spa salon places. So it's like some of those people are folks where they already are more hygienic in their everyday practices. So it's like if you're already like at a 90% precaution rate, you know, kicking it up to like 110% to reopen for COVID is like way easier for them to do than, you know, a pub (laughs) that has nothing. And it's like, uh, I'm sure if they did the track and trace actually worked, then that's probably where all the sources would be coming from would be, you know, those type of social places and not the places where people are getting like close contact services. So that's what that's what I find frustrating, because those are the folks who are getting hit the hardest. And it's like, uh, but it's not their fault. I'm like, they already like wear gloves and stuff when they do treatments regularly. So now they just have to like wear extra masks and like, you know, do a few extra things, you know, instead of 10 things, they're just adding two things to the things they already do. I don't know. Yeah, I did read in Eater LA that in LA um, that like 15% of cases can be linked to people dining at restaurants, like even dining outside. Yeah, so I believe it. Well, in here there's, we have a lot of restaurants, but none of them have outdoor seating because it's like an old, you know, 16th century town, <laughs> not really built with pedestrians in mind. So you know, they might have like a few outdoor tables, but again, now that it's winter, today was weirdly warm, but it rained for a lot of the day, but we did manage to get um, a neighborhood walk and around. So we're like, all right, we'll get back to walk. walking our neighborhood pathway one to three times a day because it's about a mile loop and that's all we have. We can't walk around laps around our gardens. So we don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> I think feel like all countries should look at the, what the U.S. is currently doing and be like, let's do the opposite of that. <laughs> so I don't, that's my PSA to everyone else out there. But anyways. Yeah, sometimes it's just the, I don't know, it's almost like overgeneralized or they're like, we're going to do all these things except for this one thing. And it's like, well, maybe that one thing is actually the thing that needs to be changed. I don't know. Yeah. It's always, it's always seems only a bit halfway thought out. Or I'm just like, can we get Jacinda in here and 
fix this mess. I need her to come from New Zealand. True, true. <laughs> um, well, we'll have to check in next time we record and see what your mental state is after a week of lockdown. Yeah. So but... we'll see. I'm I'm booked to go. Well, that's the thing, right? I'm booked to go to the gym tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, and Wednesday morning. And I actually have the day off on Wednesday. Oh, nice. Because I, well, I booked it off already for my mental state post-election, mm. uh, which, mm. yeah. By the time this comes out, it'll be after that point. But right now, it's November 1st, so. so this might be the last My Favorite Sister <laughs> Paul, whatever happens. Because we both on. have mental breakdowns. But, depending yeah, on. Well, who so. knows if the U.S. will still exist after Tuesday? I mean, we'll see. True. So I booked Wednesday off one because I had like days I needed to burn from everything that got canceled in 2020 and I just knew I would want to stay up and watch the results because I've never not watched results as they're coming in um I have to figure out where I'm gonna watch them from because in 2016 I watched them from BBC and I hated it and the Mm -hmm. panel was so like overtly anti-Hillary that it was terrible and I was like I just want to watch Wolf Blitzer (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully this year I can find a better streaming source to uh, to watch, but yeah. it won't be till you know two, three, four in the morning. So I'll definitely be like taking a instead of pre gaming, I'll be like pre napping. Pre napping, I like it. <laughs> so and then sleeping all either sleeping all day. I've been joking to people for a few weeks. I was like, yeah, it's like on November fourth, I'll either be like eating Ben and Jerry's in celebration. Or eating Ben and Jerry's <laughs> in, in like existential despair. So. It's good for both. Yeah. Applies at all times. Well, now that we've thoroughly depressed everyone, <laughs> should we say, welcome to my favorite sister, the podcast. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, before the announcement yesterday, we had a good Halloween. We yeah. um, got lots of candy and it was great. I bought some M&Ms and peanut M&Ms, which I honestly don't think I've had even probably I don't remember the last time I had them in the U.S. either so at least since 2018 and they were so good worth the extra expense <laughs> see I'm not a huge peanut M&M person but you know I appreciate those who are yeah but I like them so but and we because we got popcorn so yeah I was like can't have popcorn without M&Ms oh I know I was thinking that last night as we watched our Halloween movie and um I did not have any M&Ms it was very sad mm, that is sad we had lots of other chocolates too but it's not the same. I was eating them together, and Jack was like, "Oh, what?" And he tried it, and he's like, "Oh, it's good." I was like, "I know." Oh, you got to teach him. You got to teach this. Bridge. It's the American. It's the American movie theater way. You can't eat candy. You can't just get candy or popcorn. You have to get no, both no, no, and no. shovel them both into your mouth at the it's same time. Insane. You can't get one or the other. It's just like it is what it is. When you go to the movie, you just accept that I'm going to eat like ten thousand calories worth of popcorn and candy <laughs> and soda. So you don't need dinner. Like, I feel like nowadays, well, it's been like a year, but when I go to the movies, I try not to drink soda that much anymore. And I feel like though, when I go to the movies, though, if I'm getting popcorn and I'm getting candy, like I just need that hit of carbonation, you know, and they don't even usually have a soda I like, but I typically get like a cherry Coke um, because I don't really like Coke. Yeah. (laughs) But just something about the cherry and I never drink the whole thing. It's usually just as I'm eating the popcorn, I need that like little hit of soda. Yeah, totally. It's so weird. Those those things that you are in your mind for just like, I have to do it. It's I'm at the movies. It is what it is. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, if we were able to go to movies ever, I don't know, in the UK, 
people just like blatantly bring in their own snacks and food like at a lot of the chain theaters the theater near us is like a little more boutique so we would probably just buy refreshments but yeah when we used to go to big chain theaters when we lived in manchester we would get like the big the one that allowed you to get refills because we would split it and that would be like the only time we ever had just like such refreshing fountain diet coke what were you with I can't remember. You must have been because I have not gone to the movies with mom and grandma on my own. Like, but I'm pretty sure we're at the Arclight in LA and they searched grandma's purse or something and they found her, yeah, like boxed candy. I don't even know what it was. I'm like, oh gosh, you're gonna get me down to Arclight. <laughs> yeah, that was when we went to see uh, whatever the second Fantastic Beast. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I do remember. I don't know. I feel like our family has never been one to just bring in their own snacks. I don't know. No, it's just included. The snacks are just included in the like movie experience. Yeah, it's part of the the entertainment value experience. And I think our dad just likes popcorn. So. <laughs> I mean, movie theater popcorn, you can't beat it. It's not something I want to eat necessarily every day. But when you're at the movies, just that buttery, salty goodness. Delish. But I do, I mean... So I had a friend back in high school that would always sneak food into the theater. And I'm not talking they went and bought their own candy. I'm talking snuck in chicken fingers to a movie that I attended with her. Chicken fingers. And you can probably guess who I'm talking about. I won't name names, but it's just like everyone can smell that. Like you're going to get us kicked out of this movie. Like it's one thing to sneak in. Candy. And I've definitely snuck in a Mountain Dew before because just yeah. theaters don't usually have it. And it was really only during the Best Picture Showcase things that Tim and I do. But everyone brings in tons of food because you can't survive on just popcorn alone. So I don't feel like that was cheating. But yeah, I also I don't want to have to pay for bottle. I don't want to have to pay for bottled water. So I feel like I own like water bottle. I mean, I know, know who you're talking about. And I feel like I know which theater you're t- probably talking about. But Mom definitely used to bring China King egg rolls up into the movie theater. (laughs) I just, I feel like you should not, you know, any, anyone, anyone, any Nova piece, the uh, Fairfax Town Center, a movie theater. I just, China King is the best. I miss it every day uh, because the Chinese food here is not the same. And I just want chicken and broccoli with like six spring rolls. (laughs) I just feel like that's. If you're bringing in a food that doesn't match the smells of like the other popcorn food or the other movie theater food, it's just distracting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me let me let me break down a completely different situation, but kind of relates. So I guess it was a couple years ago now. My car broke down and while I was trying to figure out what new car to get, I was having to Uber a lot. And I was doing Uber pool because it was expensive um, to Uber to work every single day. So the Uber pool experience, oh, I feel like someone could do a whole podcast on just doing Uber pools because you get a variety of characters. Oh, man, I back in the day, I could probably look back at some of my Facebook posts from the time because I was just like I had a guy that kept asking the driver to pull over because he had to take a piss like but he was so drunk like and this was at probably like 5 or 6 p.m. It was not like at a time when I feel like you should be drunk. I mean, look, I've been drunk at 5 or 6 p.m., but, like, 
But there was one time where I was coming home and where I work is kind of near UCLA. And we picked up some kids from Costco and they had, not only did they have their Costco haul, but they had hot dogs (laughs) from Costco, like wrapped up. They weren't eating them or anything, but they were wrapped up, but you could just smell Smell it. That 150 dog, the dog and soda meal. So that's what I'm talking about. It's like, if you're introducing a new smell into an environment, that's not. And so I'm thinking if you're getting an Uber pool and you're getting hot dogs, you got to bring hot dogs for everyone that might be in that Uber pool. Now I'm just sitting there like get a whole, just get a whole pizza. Or I mean, I'd be like, where's my chicken bake? That's what I want. But you know, the whole time that we're in the car with them until we drop them off at UCLA, it's like, I'm smelling that hot dog and I really want a hot dog. So that's what I'm talking about. You can't just introduce new smells into places. It's yeah. really just not fair for the people that are having to smell it. <laughs> Overall, I just love Alamo Drafthouse movie theaters anyway. Yeah. Because it's like full food. It's great. But uh, not, I miss Costco. They have Costco here, but you can only be a member if you're in like very specific professions. That's so weird. Yeah, I think. It's because it's like a whole, I think it's because it's like a wholesaler. So there's like laws and regulations about that. But if you have an American membership, they can just transfer it for you. But of course, my American membership lapsed a long time ago because I would just go with mom. (laughs) And so I never got, so I never got my own card. So my plan originally in part of 2020 was to, one of my trips back to the US was to get a Costco card because we don't live, we don't live that far away to do that. I mean, currently we don't have anywhere to put anything from Costco, mm-hmm. but maybe clothes, but no, not even. But eventually, hopefully, we'll be out of apartment life <laughs> and maybe have like somewhere to store things. I mean, so. that's always my thing with Costco is like I had a membership for a while, but it was just like I don't have anywhere to put a hundred rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. The main thing is that they sell a lot of like American foods there. Mm-hmm. So when you get like a hankering for ranch dressing, the only place you can buy it is at Costco. There you go. Did you hear what they did at the Costco's here? And I don't know if it was ever implemented. And I don't remember when I read this story because time is now irrelevant. And <laughs> But Costco was apparently going to stop you from being able to eat at the food court if you did not like have a membership. So you couldn't just like, because I think you could just eat there. Like, and I know some here anyways some of the food courts are outside so like you don't even have to go inside to get to them I think I do remember reading that actually and my friend Jamie who used to work somewhere I don't know if that's still where she works or I forget but like right across from Costco and she would eat there (laughs) eat like a hot dog like every day from Costco because it costs like no money yeah you can get a hot dog and a drink for only like a dollar fifty it's so cheap Damn the 10,000 calories. That is. It's crazy. Uh, and their pizza, honestly, is so good. It's delicious. I, I don't know what they do. It is so good. If you just want to have one slice of pizza that could fill you up for an entire day, but, like, just gives you that, like, crispy cheese. Something about the cheese and the way they cook it, I think. Yeah. It's kind of like that thick cheese where you, like, bite into it. It's got, like, so good. I don't know. It's a good mouthfeel, I guess. <laughs> it's, like, the food term. <laughs> They should review, have a, like, a trained chef go and review the food at Costco <laughs> and be like, that mouthfeel and that that umami flavor or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, any store where they do samples. Oh, I do love when we I go home because I don't have a Costco membership. 
But when I inevitably go to a Costco with mom, because it's just and that always happens, because for some reason she always needs to go to Costco, that the, the samples, ugh, I just love the samples. You know what I would do for a freaking El Monte chicken and cheese taquito <laughs> box right now? <laughs> That sounds really good, by the way. Uh, they're the best. I mean, honestly, I, what I would do for like any Tex-Mex or Mexican food right now, but mm-hmm. especially the El Monterey chicken and cheese taquitos, the flour ones, they're in the blue box. You got to buy it from Costco. The box has like 40 or 50 taquitos and you'll eat them in one weekend probably. Speaking of Tex-Mex, I'm about to text you a picture that um, someone texted me and had made the other day and see if you can see how excited you get. Hold on. This is very exciting. While while you're looking, I'm gonna just gonna say thank you to the, you know, 18 people or so who've listened to the podcast, the first episode of the podcast. <laughs> Maybe there'll be more by the time the second one drops out. I think it's probably our friends, family, us. So to anyone new that's listening, forget friends and family. We love you the best. Friends and family, be damned. <laughs> the They're audience. obligated yeah. to listen. But you guys are just here for fun. Yeah, you people, we love you the most. Screw friends and family. (laughs) Right? If if 2020 has taught us anything, it's friends and family, who needs them? Who needs them? (laughs) Overrated. But anyways, anyone that is listening, while Sarah's looking at this photo that I texted her, you know, if you want to leave a review on any of the channels that we're now on or subscribe... That would be helpful. And I think right now we're actually on most places you can listen to a podcast. We're on Apple Pod. Supposedly we're on Google Pod, but can't find us. So I'm still trying to suss that one out with our yeah. hosting. If I, if I can subscribe on my iPhone 6S, yes, then y'all can too, probably on your much more modern phones. Yeah. Well, subscribe. <laughs> leave a review or leave a rating. You don't have to review. Yeah. Five, five stars. Five stars. For sure. Best sisters ever. Be like, wow. I wish they were my sisters. <laughs> and also, I would like to apologize to anyone who listened to the first two and had to hear us say like about a billion times. Um, gonna try to yeah. work on that, but I can't promise because we're both millennials. I live in California. Yeah. It's just part of the part of the situation. It's part of the it's deal. Part of the. It's just part of the '80s and '90s. Can't help it. Vocalizing. It's in my text. It's in my voice speaking like literally there there it was yeah I know (laughs) I'm trying to speak slower because I got a comment about that but you know it is what it is the 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 other uh, millennials will understand they also talk fast so I think you said it best before we started recording what'd you say about our east coast (laughs) yeah we just have east coast high pitch high intensity with like tenors and um pacing that's the thing we just have east coast pacing to our voices and i've got now that's mixed in with about 15 years of california living so it's just you know so it's like the mix of like the california vocal fry with uh east coast high anxiety not a good combo (laughs) yeah i used to joke that um you know here in england because things on the scale of from dc where we're from if like normal is a 10 england moves at a pace of like a three things are just slow and it's people won't get back to you it's you have to be the one pushing 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 so it's kind of a running joke that it's not even that i'll have to get into like american mode but it's oh i gotta go like dc or like nova mode 
Sarah, because this is ridiculous. I've emailed them about this, you know, once a week for the last three weeks and no replies. <laughs> I think that is sometimes why I don't think people think I'm intense or anything, but I think I do have a, a some sort of work ethic that not that people don't work hard in California. I don't want to say that, but sometimes I feel like my level of organization or my level of like needing yeah. to get stuff done. I feel like that's such an East Coast, just like it, yeah, it's just I think my psyche. For sure. I, don't know I can't the mid-atlantic like east coast mid-atlantic and above you just have we're low-key high-key all the time and (laughs) it's funny Tim and I for those anyone that's new Tim my husband was saying something about you know he probably won't like I'm saying this but something about you know he just needs to like do a worse job at his job because it's it's very like it's like very stressful and killing him and and I said I just don't think that's in our DNA because it's also <laughs> yeah. from the same area that we're from and it's just I can't I can't do a worse job it's just yeah it is what it is I just have to do the job that I'm gonna do and yeah it kind of goes back to how like a few weeks ago my boss was like hey Sarah you have 20 days <laughs> of holiday that you need to book uh even though they're not gonna let us roll 10 of them over to use anytime next year and I think normally they just have people roll five over to be used by March but they're like obviously this year is crazy but he's like well you have a lot of days so you should book some days off and I was like what I've literally never had a boss tell me that I need to take days off I'm so confused I was like I understand these words that you're using in this slack message but I've never seen them in this arrangement before I'm But I'm also like, okay, it's my day off. But like, do you need me to check in? <laughs> do I need to monitor for anything? Like emails? Nothing? Okay. Yeah, I know. I took two mental health type days off. And after working with the company for, you know, seven plus years, my boss knows that I will not be checking in. Uh, but yeah, the problem good. is everyone else, the company does check in. And it's like, these are my vacation days. I'm not checking in. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's how it should be. It's just so. It's not an American thing. But anyways, back to, did you see the photo that I texted you? Yeah, taco ring. Taco ring. So good. So shout out again to Lauren. She made this. She said, look what I made. So this was just to give, I don't even remember where the taco ring came from or like what it's, what it's birth was, but somehow, somewhere I stumbled across as a teenager, this recipe for what we call a taco ring, which is basically make taco meat in some special way I think there's like again like I can't remember like what other than just like the seasoning and the taco meat like if there's a specialty cheese or salsa or what I don't remember it's been so long since I made it I don't think we put anything special into the taco ring but we used to make the dip see I don't remember the dip see to me I mean I love a taco ring but the dip is something I've never seen anywhere else the taco ring is on Pinterest. Oh, 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 you're talking about the, 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 the dip. dip. I see. The okay, dip. well, real quick on the taco <laughs> ring. So the taco ring is you make the taco meat, throw cheese in there, spices, whatever, and then you take a crescent roll guy and you basically put it out like in a sun ring. Like if you're making a sun, put the pieces out and then you put the meat in the taco ring, fold it up, and then it just looks like a, you bake it. And then it's just kind of a pull in tear taco ring so I didn't know it was on Pinterest I feel like we invented the taco <laughs> ring because 
I mean, this was back in the 90s. No one, there was no Pinterest, you know what I mean? So I had, like every sleepover that I had, this was a main event taco ring. Oh, good. So have not had it in a long time. I'm not going to say how long. Definitely haven't but... had it. Probably haven't had it since both of us started eating guacamole or avocado. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, to be fair, I feel like Northern Virginia is not the place you're going to get quality guacamole or avocado necessarily i mean it is now but we didn't grow up yeah, it is now. we didn't grow right. up eating either of those things no, 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 no. for sure no i would say yes now you can um but i would say back when we were growing up no no but so yeah the dip so you're talking about the taco meat dip yes is that what we're talking about yeah because i feel like uh we would always do football food on yes. sundays Maybe that's see we lo- we both love a snack dinner situation, and I think True. the joke with millennials is that it came from eating lunchables. But I think in our family, we've just always had snack dinner, or like lunches where we've done little snack foods. You know, get get buffalo wings, veggies and dip, chips and dip. We're all about the the dips <laughs> and the little hors d'oeuvres. That was my favorite part of Thanksgiving is all the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> So, and our mom would eat cheese and wine plates all the time for dinner. Mm-hmm. And so I think we just come yeah. from a very uh, snack enthusiastic family. You know what? I was thinking about the dip actually not that long ago and thinking, I wish I could remember what the recipe oh, was. because I know it. Let's oh, go. Okay. <laughs> I'll, uh, you know, bring it to the masses right now. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. The, I mean, I know there's cream cheese involved. Yeah. So now, well, now since you thought, sent me the taco ring, immediately my brain was, how can I make this here? Because they don't sell crescent roll dough oh that's not a thing here you could get like puff pastry but it's not the same like (laughs) it's not gonna have the same texture so uh i'll have to think on that one but you could definitely do the dip so you make the taco meat but we would add like a half a cup of salsa or something now i'd probably add more because we're adults and like things more spicier but then in your baking dish you on the bottom just smear a layer of cream cheese yes i do remember that part at least and then i think we started doing it where you would put half of the taco meat yeah and then cover it with you know a four cheese you know mexican blend of shredded cheeses yeah and then do the rest of the meat and then more cheeses and then basically just bake it probably i don't know 10-15 minutes until the cheese is nice and bubbly and then just eat it with chips i mean we used to eat it with regular chips i remember this is how old we are when scoops came out (laughs) so that was the perfect uh shape for the dip (laughs) game changer on the scoops yeah and the best thing for the dip was we always made a huge thing of it and so we'd have leftovers so i would come home from middle school or whatever and heat up leftover dip as an after school snack oh so good so good the cream cheese great i think i discovered the dip it was like at a soccer event or something some sort of like potluck and someone had brought it and i like inhaled it and I said please tell me how you made this because yeah and I'm not someone who likes to cook um that's something you'll learn about us probably moving forward I am the worst cook you'll ever meet and Sarah's like practically <laughs> a professional so I was like please give me this recipe I could do this at least oh it's so good yeah so good that reminds me of the first time I had pizza dip was similarly it was I was actually in college but it was at a team like a lacrosse team member's mom's house <laughs> i don't know what pizza dip is what's pizza dip it's basically d- it's dip but it's pizza so it's you know sauce and cheese and pepperoni Ooh. baked into a dip 
and you eat it with bread and Sounds other good. things. It's really good. Definitely on Pinterest now, but back in the day before Pinterest, we were in Houston for the state championship tournament um, my freshman year, and the first two days got rained out. <laughs> so basically, we're just hanging out at people's houses, killing time till the final day and to see if we can actually play these games. And so there's 18 of us, and uh, one of the girls' moms had made dinner for us. She made, like, pasta, and, I mean, it's really good. Uh, when you're in college and you're broke, you'll eat any home-cooked meal <laughs> that you're given for free. Uh, and she, as appetizers, had made this pizza dip. Easily could eat a whole serving by myself. Yeah, another find in college that, like, I've learned how to make is buffalo chicken dip in a crock pot. It's so good. But I now that you're mentioning a home-cooked meal, so I remember during college, there was some lacrosse tournament we went to, and Jamie's family hosted us for a night. And they made so much food. It was like, I think it was barbecue. But all I remember is her family has this dip recipe that I wish I could get my hands on because it's, it has like a cottage cheese base, but it's like garlic. And it's just like, literally everyone was eating so much. It's just like garlic's like seeping out of your pores <laughs> afterwards. It's so good. And, but funny end to that story, you know, there's probably like, I'm trying to think how many girls. 20 probably more girls at this house and her grandpa said I've never seen anyone eat that much food like <laughs> we were ravenous and just blew through like a hurricane and ate them out of house and home I think and he was just astonished that he eat so much I believe <laughs> yeah talking about lacrosse team things on that same weekend because it kept getting rained out so late one night we went to like a midnight showing of 17 again Ooh. you know classic times eat homemade meals and go see a Zac Efron movie Cla that's peak 2008 for you yeah speaking of I mean if we're just gonna talk about dips I'm very into this topic Ugh, you're making me hungry I haven't eaten breakfast yet <laughs> um that sounds like a personal problem <laughs> it is it really is I mean you made me get up so early where's that <laughs> Yeah, another favorite dip that has recently been brought into our lives is Caroline's mom makes the dip. And I actually think, I don't know if her mom started making it or if my friend Caroline, her sister-in-law, made this dip one time and then her mom started making it. But basically it's shredded Jarlsberg mixed mm -hmm. with mayonnaise, which I know you don't like, but it's kind of, that's how you get like pimento cheese and stuff. I know, so it's like I cheese know, bread. I know. Um, but it also has like really finely diced white onion or by daily onion. Here we just use brown onion because I don't have fancy onions like that. So, and you just mix it all together and it just makes such a good dip. Her mom also will make half that's topped with like really tiny diced jalapenos because her mom has good mm. knife skills, <laughs> but you eat it with like Triscuits. So it's like, like a creamy cheesy spread type dip on a Triscuit. I think it might've actually come from a Triscuit box maybe, but it's so good. And I'm like, Jarlsberg, but it, I mean, it's delicious. I mean, I'm pretty sure you throw any cheese in any dip and you've got a winner. And yeah, as far as mayonnaise is okay. concerned, I understand that mayonnaise is in a lot of things that I probably eat, but I just need to <laughs> not know it's there, honestly. <laughs> I just, I can't. And our dad is someone who, which is, I, I feel like is not American, dips their french fries in mayonnaise and I cannot stand for it. <laughs> like, I hate it. That's like the most American thing to do. No, it's also no. very international. In Amsterdam, they eat their yeah, fries with mayonnaise. Pick it 
up because no it's a very traditional southern that's from being from yeah. georgia <laughs> disgusting yeah. no i eat my fries with mayonnaise it's delicious yeah. no no jack no, eats no. yeah jack eats his with mayonnaise well you think you get the ketchup and the mayonnaise and then in the in the middle it mixes together and it's delicious no 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 no, no. you know uh in in and out sauces half mayonnaise um if you're talking about what's on the burger then yeah i that's what i'm saying i understand there's many (laughs) things but i just don't want to hear about it or see it because it just disgusts me like so good it it looks disgusting it's just eggs and oil but you're then you'll be like oh but i love a garlic aioli that's that's what i'm saying i understand that (laughs) i like but mayonnaise is in i just can't eat mayonnaise like straight up i just but garlic aioli is straight up mayonnaise (laughs) There has to be something else in it. No, it garlic. That's it. Well, how come it always looks a different color then? Because it's like usually made from scratch mm-hmm. and not mass produced by Hellman's or Dukes. <laughs> I do think you brought up an interesting point, though. That I feel like most of America needs to get on board with is pimento cheese. Yeah. So I think it's a very Southern thing um that i'm a little disappointed honestly that dad did not introduce into our lives sooner because i don't really ever remember eating pimento cheese anything like growing up no maybe like sometimes at the holidays but i don't feel like they sold it at the food lion so that's probably true but i remember for my wedding we had like a pimento cheese like one of the bites or something we had at the cocktail hour and dad was like, oh, this is like pimento cheese sandwich it was like one of my favorite sandwiches as a kid. And I'm like, well, why didn't you introduce that to us? Because, and bringing it back to dips, Trader Joe's has this pimento cheese dip that they've just recently dropped that's so good. And I just sit there and I eat it by myself because Tim is not into it. And yeah, it's just sad. Yeah, it's been so long since I've had it. So I'm sure I do like it, but I can't really remember. But I love a cheese. I love a spready cheese dip. It's just, and I'm sure I'm sure I'm down with the pimento. I mean, pimentos are just like a little pickled picante pepper, or however you say it. So they're just all chopped up. Yeah, I mean, it's just very like, yeah, it's just very kind of like chunks of cheese, but like a cheddar-y, yeah. and it has that little kick for the pepper. It's just good, just yeah. good. I feel good like eating. sometimes we'd have like pimento cheese spread. I don't feel like I ever remember having that, but maybe. Well, after you moved to college, we ate a lot of different stuff after you left. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. I was a very picky eater growing up, to be fair. (laughs) Yeah, or we just have like lots of sandwich fixings and so that would get like cheese spreads and stuff sometimes. Yeah, I do feel like you and he are more on the sandwich game than I am. Yeah, I could eat a cold cuts ham and cheese sandwich every day with different sauces or pickles. The thing I'm missing here is that I can't get Clausen's pickles and it's just not the same. I've tried, I like kind of tried to like make my own, but I'm not pro enough at it to actually make it. And I'm no pickle expert, but I did see, and this is a, we were potentially going to talk about this today, but I think we're not going to have time, but on Netflix, the show, The Duchess, which I think we should talk about on a later pod, is a show from Canadian comedian, Catherine Ryan, right? That's her name, Catherine Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she had posted something about getting some from some Canadian company getting like all these like things from Canada in England, and one of them was pickles. So mm-hmm. you may want to look into that. I don't know if that's the same kind of pickle you're looking for. But... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of companies where you can import American style pickles. Usually, they don't do Clausens because mm-hmm. 
because the problem with Clausens is that they're a refrigerator pickle, so they have to stay refrigerated. But you can buy like other brands, you know, Heinz hamburger slice pickles or whatever, but I don't really like those. If we lived in Manchester still, I could go to a local Polish shop and get pickles. But since we're in an area where there is not access to that. <laughs> Similarly, uh, in some groups I'm in, when people ask for recommendations of UK pickles and everyone's like, they all suck, go to your local Polish shop. And I'm like, again, it's like telling someone to just go to Costco. Not everyone has access Why don't you just have to a these Polish things. shop in your town. I know. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Our town of 10,000 people doesn't have like shops for everything. Oh, wait, I have a question though. Because you know in America how, you know, you'll have a, a random British shop or British pub that has a lot of so do they have anything like that in england where it's like an american shop or sure i mean i know they have like american style restaurants which i find dubious <laughs> are always hilarious yeah usually it's burgers and fries <laughs> but do they have you know like that little british shop that's near where dad is i don't actually yeah, I don't know it's not there anymore but yeah but what would you find in that shop do you think if that sort of thing exists so there's a bunch of there's a bunch of brands that they sell here where it's like American confections, like the name or American dreams. The name just has the word American in it and everything they, everything they sell comes in like a red, white, and blue box. You just think that every <laughs> store here, everything's in red, white, and blue, like everything. Yeah. Like it's not just pancakes, it's American pancakes, you know, mix or, so they sell, I mean, it's always lots of candies. It's always a lot of candy, different brands of like peanut butters. But yeah, I, they're more common in areas where you have a larger American population. So London has a bunch and often there'll be a part. It's just like a whole section of a shop is the American section. Um, in Royston, our local grocery store does not have an American section. And it's fine by me because honestly, at this point, what are the American things I want? At Reese's peanut butter cups? Well, they yeah. sell them just in the candy section. So that's fine. Or since we're kind of in the southeast there's a lot of military bases so there's a lot of americans here for that you should be able to, you should somehow get on the px man go get a, go to the px <laughs> they don't let on to base here <laughs> Did mom just like hook you up for some sort of like military id or something no. uh but anyways so because of that there's a, a lot of neighborhoods where there's just like a lot of people that are 50% American or whatever, you know, the household is 50% American or 100% American if it's both partners that are here, uh, both adults. And so there are stores that have more stuff or there's a woman I'm hopefully, I don't know, it's tricky because it's COVID times, but there's an American woman I know that uh, she makes tamales and I'm like, girl, now that, well, before when I could drive, I was like, I will drive to Mildenhall RAF base to pick up a box of tamales. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think she would ma- I think she mails them too, like on ice and stuff, but it's expensive. I'm like, well, what else do I have to do? I'll drive over there and pick them up. <laughs> True. So yeah, they just sell, it's like cereals, candies. It's a lot of junk food usually because it's always, it's always stuff that's shelf stable. Uh, and a lot of it is not things that you would ever as an American have eaten like traditionally growing up. So. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of wondering if I lived somewhere that was in America, what would I want to find in yeah. an American shop? that they maybe wouldn't have but I just don't know because I don't know it's kind of the it's kind of like fake America it's 
you know, kind of fake American, American things. I'm sure it's the same if you were in America and you look at the Wegmans, the British section in Wegmans, it's all these like stereotypical like teas and biscuits. But I'm like, yeah, but some of them are real, like digestives and Branston's pickles. Those are things that real British people eat. Yeah, I will say (laughs) that after, well, just to give anyone who's not a friend or family, again, the new people that we like better than friends and family is listening to this. (laughs) Sarah got her wedding in to uh, right under the wire, right right before COVID. Not right before, but... Yeah, October 2019. Like, scooted that one under the wire before COVID. Yeah, a few months before the world knew what was gonna go down but so I was in London for two weeks a little longer than planned that's a whole other story but so I got really into some of the things that I feel like England is better at us I wouldn't say necessarily England has better food than America just in general but there are things that I think America needs to embrace that's the word I'm looking for embrace things like tomato chutney chutneys in general but I will say I don't know what it is I don't know if it's just my mind willing it but at Ralph's, they came out with like a tomato jam, which to me is Yum. pretty much a chutney. And then at Trader oh, Joe's, they also like, I just went and they had a tomato jam. And I'm like, people yes. are learning. <laughs> yeah, to me, a jam and a chutney, I know, I'm sure they're technically different, but to oh, me, they're basically the same. I'm like, it's a it's a kind of sweet, savory spread that you comes in a jar well, <laughs> and you put it on, on, on sandwiches and it's delicious. I think, so. I think they just use the word jam because Americans don't understand more chutney. Yeah chutney for sure when I tried it I'm like yeah because I had tried to make one like a Jamie Oliver one because I was like craving the chutney and I thought it'd be good on an avocado toast which it is FYI yeah but I would say these are pretty I mean I think maybe the one I made was a little like had a little bit more of a kick to it just spice Mm -hmm. level but I'm like if I don't have to make it great this is what we're eating yeah (laughs) so chutney that's one I think Indian food in general I mean I'm sure in America there are better Indian food places I just feel like in LA I haven't stumbled across one other than bad mash is very good oh but pickle you know if travel I was gonna say travel is ever allowed again next time you come back because now we have learned more of the surrounding area places Mm -hmm. and we go to our local farm shop a lot and they just have a whole wall so what's a farm shop? Uh, Explain that term. What's a farm shop? Uh, well, it's just called the farm. It's called a farm shop. I don't really know what it actually means, but for this place, it means they have like plants and outdoor stuff, but then they also have like a little cafe and it's just like a little shop where they also, I mean, they sell produce, like a little produce section. They have a butcher counter. Yeah. So now when we say like, oh, when we want to get sausages or like a fancier meat for dinner, we actually have a butcher we can go uh, and get them. There's a few around, but that one's actually like in part of the bigger store. Um, I think they actually do have their own farms that they run. So a lot of the produce comes from their own farmland uh, from the office that I'm sitting in right now out the window. It's just farms. Farms. (laughs) Yeah. From, from Northern Virginia suburbs to just farms. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's called like the, literally in the name farm shop so that's what we call it but you know we go and uh in the parking lot we're driving our little hyundai or toyota corolla and there's a mclaren so that's the level <laughs> that we're at or you know a bunch of tesla te- here teslas are like a dime a dozen so it's only when you see there in like a porsche there's a porsche dealership so pish posh yeah <laughs> no one cares but when you get like these crazy supercars 
So I think that's half of why Jack likes going there because there's always these really fancy cars that, I mean, never in our, I mean, these are like million dollar cars yeah. that we'll never own ever. Yeah. But back to the food though, the other thing that I think England does well, and you'll have to explain this for people who don't understand what it is, but pickles. So, but it's not the type of pickles. No. So they do. So they're going to say, place wait let me just say there's a place there and you're say the name is it like pret i mean pret i don't know how to say the full name but yeah it's like a panera bread I mean, basically but like fancier pret a majere i mean people in cities will know it because it's there not in america on the east coast yeah there's one in dc oh, that must be there's a bunch because i don't know and new york there's none in la maybe it's only on the east coast so they had a sandwich there that was I just feel like you guys do better, like, Mediterranean, Indian-type flavors, you know? Yeah. They have this... Oh, proximity access. <laughs> like, a roasted red pepper falafel halloumi sandwich that's mm, hot. So and I literally could have eaten one and almost did eat one every single day. But they also had a sandwich called Cheddar and Pickle or something, or bro- whatever the name yeah. is. Cheese and Pickle. Pret is fancy. I'm a Greg's girl. And I have never said that before, and I'm TM, so <laughs> copyright. Um, but Pret is fancy, so knowing them, it was probably like, you know, cheddar plowman's sandwich, yeah, something something more fancier than cheese and pickle. But so when I saw that, I'm like, pickle, no. And Sarah's like, oh, but it's not the same kind of pickle that you're thinking of. So you have to explain to, like, any Americans who don't know what that is. Or... Sure. So, yeah, because it's not slices of, like, a Clausen's pickle. Or just, you know, your regular regular uh, pickle spear or like you get on a hamburger. Here they call those gherkins. But even that is like a little different. Usually that's like the little cornichons that you would get on a cheese plate that no one eats unless you're over the age of 55. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the pickle, what they call pickle here is more of a um, malted pickled vegetable spread. It's kind of like... What's the stuff that they put inside a muffaletta sandwich where it's like the spicy chopped vegetables that have been pickled like cauliflower and carrot and jardinaria or jardinaire jardinaire. So (laughs) um, it's kind of like that, but instead of being like in a vinegar base and spicy, it's in like a syrupy sweet kind of tangy. It's like vinegar tang. Usually it's like dark brown, uh, so it's like a spread. And you can get different levels. I like what's called large chunk, so it's like perfectly chunked pieces of crunchy vegetables. And it's really good on like a cheese sandwich or ham and cheese because it adds texture. It's kind of the equivalent of putting like a potato chip in your sandwich. So it gives that good like acidic kick that you need to balance out the fattiness of the cheese and the cold cuts. Yeah, so I feel like there are things that we as a country need to embrace. <laughs> um, two of them. But, oh, but I would say in the American shop, I know exactly what would be needed. Iced tea. Yeah. Iced tea. Here's, I'll, I'll give you a hint, everyone. If you're going to England and you're an iced tea fan, as I am, as I am, don't expect to have iced tea. For well, the I think of the trip. it's that and you want unsweetened iced tea. Yeah, because you're that's true. I you've got you've you've uh gone against our southern ish roots and are a full west coast unsweet iced tea. You can get at shops like a a peach Lipton. 
or like a, a lemon like a lemon brisk they love a pepsi based iced tea full of sweetener they don't use so much sugar here it's all sweetener because sugar is taxed and that's a whole thing but uh i think at the farm shop and stuff they sell like arizona iced tea but it's full fully sweetened so it's not quite yeah. it's not quite the same but yeah definitely we'll have you have to get like a on the go brewer <laughs> for next time yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, that's kind of how in. I am with uh, cold brew. And it's slowly coming into, like, being more available. But for a while, there was uh, there's a new brand that started selling it. They're not a new brand. It's Lavazza. But they finally started selling cold brew in cans. So mm. since we're in a place where there's only, like, normal people shops and not fancy shops where I could get the other brands of cold brew that are already canned, but they are only available at, like, hipster or like fancy shops um i could get lavaza and for a long time it was on sale it was only a buck a can and i'm like worth it even though the can is only six ounces i will pay a dollar for that (laughs) now it's back to full price and i'm like oh i refuse to pay two (laughs) dollars i draw i draw the line if it was twice the size then i probably would pay i think that's the other thing you'll learn about us as we move along sarah is very frugal and she has <laughs> these lines about money that she will not cross <laughs> when i could just make it at home it's it's just one of those things where i mean it's nice to have a few cans in the fridge for emergency purposes because sometimes you just need a cold brew but i feel like now would be the time to have it on sale because who's buying cold brew in november only me only the americans yeah. i'm that one that i want a venti cold brew with extra ice yeah in december so but yeah, you're not finding that you're not finding unsweet iced tea in England. You can forget about it. I had to drink a lot of hot tea no. to make up for it, and I hated it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. for that. Just drink coffee. Whoop. It was literally the first thing I did when I got back from that trip was go to my favorite local place, Alfred's, and I'm like, just give me those iced teas. Like, <laughs> iced tea. I need three. See, that's that's the thing is I can get cold brew here seasonally a little bit at the chain coffee places. But the biggest size they sell is like six ounces. That's not enough. Six ounces for anyone. Like it's not enough. They have not embraced the large sizes enough. Except at the movie theater. The big sizes of sodas. I'm like, cool, you have this whole pitcher of concentrate. I want all of it. Now, do you think it's because the iced tea is because um, for some reason England seems to be against ice in general, that that's why they don't have iced tea? No, I don't think so. I think that's an old stereotype that is... I mean, is it though? Because I'm pretty sure Grandma ordered about 50 buckets of ice to the room because she couldn't get enough ice for her her Cokes. Well, that was because we... I mean, that's Grandma. But that's because we were in an old hotel that didn't have, like, ice machines on the floors. I mean, we're staying in, like, a 18th century hotel. (laughs) True. Modern hotels have ice machines. Well, I would like to say that I like to get two iced teas at 24 ounce every time. So that's like 48 ounces. That's eight more times ounces than you can get. Even Even the hot drinks, you can't get that big. Yeah, they would. I mean, the biggest would probably be a 12 ounce. It's kind of wild. We go American. We go big, baby. We got. Yeah. We go big. I know. It's also, I mean, obviously with COVID, I haven't gone to any local coffee spots, but even our local chain one. You know, they've been open, but they don't do filter coffee. They only do like Americanos and I'm just like not an espresso person. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll just keep making my 
entire French press every day, which is 24 ounces. There you go. <laughs> and I'm like, it's one. It, fit in, it fits in one cup, okay? It's not three cups. It's one. It fits in one cup. I mean, thank God Alfred got their to-go mobile ordering up thing pretty mm-hmm. fast. But they started doing this thing, which I don't love, that so you would order on the app, you come. I mean, for those who don't know it, they have obviously a little shop inside. You can't go inside anymore, but they have this little patio area that they basically turned into like the person will come up, you stand outside the patio, you give them your name, and then they go back and get your order. So that was how it was going for a while. And now they've decided to take half of the patio and turn it on to like you can walk up and order instead of doing the app. It's not a good system anymore because they're prioritizing the people taking the orders. Mm, yeah. And people have already placed the orders and now it's like but I yeah. placed my order already and yeah, there's no order. But you know, I still I still go all the time because Yeah, I miss the days of being able to do the I mean, I didn't drink Starbucks that much, but being able to order in advance and just walk in and pick it up and not have to talk to a single person. I'm all about that mobile pickup ordering. So Yeah, I d- they did build a new drive-through Costa Coffee, which is the near the chain that we have um near not the grocery store that we go to, but a little further down the road, they built like a drive-through one. I'm like, well, if I had to drive in that direction to go to work, I probably would get one, but I don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, Starbucks that I feel like is it? I don't drink Starbucks or anything, but those egg bite things they have. Mm. Have you had those? No, but I know they're very popular. Oh, they're so good! Like honestly, I would eat them every day if I had reasons to go to Starbucks, <laughs> which I don't. Yeah, last time I went to Starbucks, it was in Cambridge. And I walked in. It was like late in the afternoon. So this is how you know you're in England and not America. Because I have to walk in and ask, do you still have cold brew? Because after 12 o'clock, they might not have it. Because <laughs> they only have one little thing of concentrate every day. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like in America now, it's just expected. She's like, no, I'm sorry, we don't. So she just made me an iced. I was like, just give me like a double shot on ice. Yeah. <laughs> like. It's like, it's hot and humid. I just need an ice beverage. Yeah, I think I had the egg bites. I was at an airport or something. Remember those? Um, remember airports? <laughs> and I think that they maybe were like the only, Starbucks was the only thing open or something. And I needed food. And I was like, oh, those egg bites look interesting. And I had them. I'm like, hooked. So good. They're so good. It's just some of the, some of the fun food differences. And I miss, I miss, I just miss Duncan mobile ordering coffee and starbucks mobile ordering coffee but forever duncan cold brew is better but well i think at least it sounds like you guys england has embraced like the reese's peanut butter cup and peanut butter in general <laughs> i'm not sure that was always the case i think like yeah i don't know it's interesting when people are like oh i can't get peanut butter i'm like i don't know and it's 2013 i've always been able to get peanut butter but maybe it's just people want to be able to get like jiff or peter pan style peanut butter and here you're much more likely to just get a natural, like, roasted peanuts, period, on the ingredients list. There's some that have more of, like, a palm oil whipped flavor and, st- and texture. Um, but usually we just, we buy, there's a brand called Meridian, and it's roasted peanuts, or, yeah, just blended. And we get the kilogram tub, which for the American listeners is 2.2 pounds Ooh. of peanut butter. So that's roughly probably like 36 ounces <laughs> of peanut butter at a time. I mean, it's the most economical. Uh, it costs six fifty, which in dollars right now is probably like nine bucks, nine ten bucks. But it lasts for a few weeks. I like smooth. 
my husband Jack likes crunchy, so we usually alternate. Mm. But I just mean I feel like they didn't used to have Reese's peanut butter cups over there, so I feel like I mm, I'd probably not not survive that. I'd be like, no, I need need some cups. That's true. Um. Well, we've spent the entire hour talking about food. <laughs> unintentionally even though it is one of my favorite subjects true so what happens when we don't when you don't have a a a full theme or idea to talk about should talk about nostalgic food i think we do in the future just you know just from tidbits i think i do anyways want to talk about the duchess on netflix we could also talk (laughs) about unsolved mysteries on netflix Mm. um finish that now so, and of course, holiday season's coming up, so there's about a billion Christmas movies that we will be talking about. I already watched The Holiday. The Holiday, okay. I have not watched yes, it. Yes, because I had nothing else to put on in the background on Friday while I was working, so I just put it on. I just feel like if I'm forced to celebrate Thanksgiving, it's just not a holiday I personally like that much. Uh, I know I'm in the minority <laughs> here, but if I'm forced to celebrate it, then... I can't watch Christmas movies until like the day after Thanksgiving. I just can't <laughs> because then I'm going to be in th- Christmas mode. Christmas mode too much. I don't want to do Thanksgiving. To me, it's almost like they're, it's just, they're both kind of part of the same wintry season. But now that in uh, where we live, people were into Halloween quite a bit this year. So yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Last night we had our snacks and stuff. But before we did that, we actually drove around town and drove through the neighborhoods and saw everyone's decorations that they put up and it was really cool because the town organized like a kind of covid safe trick-or-treating where it was like a pumpkin hunt so like 700 houses in town signed up for numbers and they put up decorations with their number so then parents could the last two weeks walk around with their kids but there was a lot out last night i mean i say night it was like six o'clock but it might as well have been 10 p.m because of how dark it was (laughs) But they were walking their kids around, and then as you see the decor or a number, you know, you've hunt, you're on your pumpkin hunt, and you found it, so then the parents could, like, put candy in the kids' bags so they didn't have to pick it up. There was a few that had kind of pick-and-mix, you know, bowls you could pick out of, but and a bottle of hand sanitizer. I will say that I would say <laughs> Halloween was a very, um, one of the favorite holidays in our household growing up. Maybe not for, for sure. dad, but for mom anyways, and from us. It's just fun. I feel like we like the we like the like kind of kooky, silly aspect of Halloween and fun versus like the scary. Like I'm not into the scary. I just like it's like silly and fun and you can like dress up and eat candy. I'm like, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm always I was I've always been into the dressing up part. Um, you know, I was thinking about it kind of I mean, this will be come out like two weeks after Thanksgiving, so people are probably over Thanksgiving, <laughs> but behind the scenes it just was yesterday so for us as we're recording this but I think it's kind of a bummer with Halloween because I feel like you get to enjoy Halloween when you're a kid obviously and I feel like it really hits its stride in college because you get to have (laughs) with Halloween yeah loved Halloween in college one of my favorite times of the year always and then I feel like as you get into like past college and adulthood maybe there's a few after college that you're still celebrating or doing something but there's just, unless there's a party or something, like, there's just no, just Halloween kind of, like, loses a little bit of its, there's nowhere to dress up to, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, you can go do a scary haunted house or something, but I'm not into that. I want to dress up, I want to do something, and then I feel like you can't really do that again unless 
you have a kid because then you rope. Mm. And I was talking to Tim and I said, if we ever have a kid, please promise me that we will rope them into a costume that we want to do until they can decide what they want to do and be part of their costume, you know? Cause yeah, for sure. And I feel like if I ever have enough money or have a house, like I want to throw a kick-ass Halloween party like every year for adults. It can be for kids too, yeah. but for the adults, because I do feel like there are a lot of people that have fun dressing up and want to dress up, but it's just, you don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. I think that's the thing is that, it's only as people are homeowners or have an apartment that's big enough or the space where there has to be someone in your associates group or friend group or someone in your network that has a party. Like, so someone just has to be the one that, you know, oh, you know, every year we go to Elizabeth's for her like raging Halloween party. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, Halloween is fun, right? Because people get to be creative or dress up as their favorite characters. And it's just another excuse to have a party, which I think when you hit a certain age, it's like, you know, you don't do that much type of partying. So it's like, why not on Halloween? And it doesn't even have to be a rager. I mean, kids can come, obviously. Like, but I just feel like adults, adults' lives suck. We don't get summer vacation. (laughs) We have to work every day. Like, we don't really have anything to look forward to. And I just feel like dressing up once a year and having fun. fun is fun you know what I mean so yeah I just feel- you just have to have the you just have to it's hard to find that like someone has to be the I, one that's like okay we'll have it at my house I'll be the one but I gotta have like a house you know and I would hope that <laughs> I would maybe live in a neighborhood that has like other similarly aged people or around mm. that would want to yeah it, do know? like a neighborhood party yeah, or something exactly. I mean obviously post-covid because right now no one can do anything but Anyways, that's what I'm looking forward to, maybe one day. Yeah. So I do miss dressing up, and it just... Yeah, there was a lot of the adults that we saw walking their kids around. A lot of them were dressed up, so I was like, all right, I love the spirit. There's one when she was in full, like, witch outfit out in her front yard was all done up as we were driving by, so she waved, so I waved at her. I was like, all right, I love it. I feel like when you have kids, you get the permission, again, to dress up, and so, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on Halloween. I miss Halloween. No, for sure. People always ask me, like, what of Amer- American culture is permeating into England? I'm like, yeah, we're slowly infiltrating through mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. It's part of our tactical <laughs> plan. Halloween. First, yeah, first we like, initiate this, like, Halloween sequence. <laughs> first we get Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in there, then Halloween. <laughs> you can't have yeah. Halloween without Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's, it's, it's going to be, the re- like, the reverse... <laughs> a revolution but it's how we slowly infiltrate first is like television Reese's peanut butter cups Halloween next up I mean, Thanksgiving to be honest, yeah. <laughs> which wouldn't make any sense you can't have Halloween without Reese's peanut butter cups so it was really pointless otherwise until you got that first step in there yeah I love a, re- a re- the mini Reese's that are individually wrapped are the best That's Reese's so, so I agree with that uh, well I guess that's about it I mean, you've made me very hungry. Perfect for perfect for our pod that will probably come out in like a week yeah. and a half. I'll just yeah be chatting about Halloween. Very poignant. Yeah, I'll be. <laughs> While we're having our existential crises after the election, it's fine. Yes. So I mean, obviously we'll be touching base this week coming up. Uh, the next pod will either be really happy or really depressed. I think. <laughs> I don't know how it goes. Um, yeah, I did get. My confirmation that my ballot in Virginia was received, so... Everyone, 
it'll be too late, but everyone vote if you didn't. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that maybe brings us to the end. Um, feels like an okay wrapping up point. So yeah, thanks for listening. Again, the new listeners, friends and family, forget it. <laughs> you know what I realized that we're reaching the end of this podcast. We did say what the podcast was called. We did not reintroduce ourselves. <laughs> so as we're signing off, I'm just gonna say this is Elizabeth. And Sarah. Yeah. And um please rate and subscribe to our podcast if you're listening to it. Do it on whatever app you're listening to us on. Also, we're trying to become influencers on Instagram. Yeah. Emily in Paris just makes it look so easy. So, you know, yeah. we can do that too, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you want to follow us, um, follow us at My Favorite Sister Pod on Instagram. We're also on TikTok, but I don't really know how that works. So I think it's the same name. It's for the youths. Yeah, it's for the youths. Don't know how it works. <laughs> we're trying to make reels. We're trying to be Instagram influencers. And we've discovered it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, honestly. Um, so probably won't be influencers, but feel free to follow us. We try to post some stuff every once in a while. Some funny stuff, yeah. We think we're funny. So. Yeah, we think we're funny. Whether <laughs> anyone else does or not, I don't know. But thank you for listening, and uh, until next time, this is my favorite sister pod. Bye. Out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at my favorite sister pod or shoot us an email at my favorite sister pod at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.